Hey, yo, what's up? It's your boy, Pastor B, and you have tuned in to the Project Real podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about a critical subject, which is men struggling with sexual addiction, sexual temptation, and pornography, and being bound to lust in the church. What is going on, and why does it seem to get worse rather than get better? There's a lot of victory. There's a lot of people who are overcoming, but then there's a lot of people who are still stuck in the same place, and it seems like it's so hard to get out. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. So stay tuned. Rock with your boy. This is Project Real, and we're talking about men and sexual temptation. Stay tuned. Okay, thank you for joining me on this episode. We're talking about men and sexual temptation, especially in the church. And so I want to unpack this and deal with it. And hopefully, uh, God willing, you'll gain something from this and maybe have a new perspective and a different outlook on it. But I want to talk to you first and foremost about what's happening in our churches, what's being preached, what's being taught, how men are relating to it or not relating to it. Because one thing I see is preachers, teachers, whether it's from uh, the senior pastor to youth leaders to whoever. I mean, it's a lot of people in the churches uh, talking about porn. It seems like every time you turn around, somebody's talking about porn and sexual temptation because it's just such a huge problem. So, one thing I'm seeing is we're addressing the problem and trying to get practical by saying, hey, here's seven tips. Here's five tips. Here's 10 tips. Here's 13.7 tips on how to overcome pornography. And I don't mean to make light of it, but it just seems like every time you turn around, it's strategies to winning the war on lust. How do you get your battle plan? How do you address the problem? How do you defeat porn. And I think one thing that happens is we we treat porn like you treat the villain or, or the, the enemy in a horror movie, right? It's the monster is going to take hold of you and you've got to find the key to beating them. What is the key? How do you overpower them? And I think we deal so much with the problem that we're not focusing on what is greater than the problem or rather the one who is greater than every problem. Well, I'm always hearing about, you know, men, young men, it doesn't matter what age and stage you're in. You've got to stop using porn. You've got to stop consuming porn. You've got to get healthy and get sexually pure. You've got to get free. But number one, I want to say, why? Why? You know, we often want to say, oh, well, you know, it's because you should be a better husband and, and a better father. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I, I don't think that those are strong enough convictions to get our men free. Oh, well, you know, you need to be a better leader in the church. You need to be a role model, a better example for young men and women. Wait a second. That's a lot of pressure to put on me. And what if I didn't sign up for that? 
Now you're telling me I have to be a role model for this person and that person so that they can say, oh, yo, B is such a good guy. B is a strong man of God. Yeah, I want that. But, yo, that's a lot of pressure to put on me because I'm a man. And just like the men that I read about in the Bible, a lot of them stumble and fell to sexual temptation. So why are you putting that on me? Okay, so so the question is why? Why? So that you can be greater for somebody else. That's good. It's noble. But is that everything? Okay? Perhaps. And I, and I just want to insert this and get you thinking about this. Perhaps a better reason why men should be sexually pure. And not indulge pornography and lust and, and, and deeper stuff like affairs and engaging, you know, men and women in prostitution. Whether that's men sleeping with other men or sleeping with other women aside from their wife, whatever. Yo, why should men be sexually pure? It's because God calls us. To a pure relationship with him. Did you hear me? You hear what I said? I'm not talking about your pastor. I'm not talking about, you know, making your wife or your kids or your church ashamed of what you did. Because a lot of men are out there struggling. And a lot of Christian men are out there struggling right now trying to say, I don't want to disappoint these people in my life. And that is only going to put more pressure on you. I know because I've lived it. Well, well, I got to take this pressure on because other people going to think stuff about me. I, I've sat with men personally and counseled men as a pastor. And they've said, you know, I don't want to be shameful. Pastor B, I feel ashamed. And, and I've had to, to break off, praise God, by the power of God, by the authority of God. Christ Jesus, I had to break things off of men and say, listen, there's no condemnation. You do not deserve to shame yourself, to punish yourself, to guilt yourself because of what you've done, because of your sin. You don't need to be beating yourself down over this. Why? Because you think I won't be upset. I'm, I'm too filthy to judge you. You, you. you watch porn. Listen, I watch plenty of porn. I watch so much porn. Listen, I should have never been able to come back from it. You watch this. You watch that. Yo, I, I, I've seen it all. I'm not I'm not boasting in it. I, I'm not I'm not glorifying it. I'm, but I got to tell you real facts. I've seen it all. There was nothing that my eyes did not indulge in and that my heart didn't indulge in because of where I was at in darkness and in spiritual bondage. And you might say, well, Pastor B, how did you get free? And I'm glad you asked that question. Because this is exactly what I want to talk about on this episode, which is having a deeper, more meaningful, more intimate relationship with God. And notice what I said, not the church, not being a better man so that your community can say, look at that great Christian guy. I'm not talking about that. 
I'm not talking about being the guy who can volunteer in your children's ministry and, and in the sound booth and volunteer at, at any uh, event that your church does and nobody has to think any less of you. Listen, you know what? If every man who struggled with porn had to wear a red P on their shirt, you know, like the scarlet letter back in the day, if a man had to wear a P on his shirt, every man who had to wear one, we couldn't come to church. Men would be too ashamed. Because there's too many men out there struggling with porn, and it's too much of, of, of this teaching that's beating men down, saying, you got to get right, you got to get right, you got to get right, because you've got to be better at being a Christian. I'm going to tell you right now, your responsibility is not to be a better Christian, it is not to be a better role model, a better example, a better leader, a better volunteer. Your, your responsibility is not to be that. And I don't even care if you're a pastor listening to this. It's not to be a good pastor. I know because I had to break that off. I had to shake that off. That's not what it's about. You say, Pastor B, what is it about? It's about being a man of God. It's about being a man of God. It's not about being the best husband. It's not about being the best father. It's not about being anything else about being a man of God. And I'm going to show you why. And I'm going to show you how everything else flows from that. I want you to get this. 1 Timothy chapter 6, okay, I'm going to read from the Word of God, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11, I'm reading from the NIV, and it says, but you, man of God, flee from all this. I'm going to pause right there. The Apostle Paul tells Timothy, he says, Timothy, you, man of God, flee from all of this. What, what was he talking about? If you look a little bit further back, Paul is talking about people who were pursuing the gospel or trying to preach and make money off of preaching and teaching. People who were doing things with the wrong motivations and wrong intentions that were impure in their hearts. Paul says, but you, man of God, flee from all this. Flee from all this impurity and pursue righteousness. Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. He said, fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you were made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Wow. Wow. Wait a second. Paul didn't say nothing about fight the good fight of staying free from porn. <gasps> Fight the good fight of staying sexually pure. And I know some of y'all going to say, well, Pastor Brian, you know, the Bible does talk about staying sexually pure. It is God's will that you avoid sexual immorality. Yeah, that's true. But that's not the reason. That's not the number one reason why God is calling you. And a lot of us in the church are trying to make it sound like that. Well, you know what? That's the most important thing. That's everything. No, it's not. No, it's not. You, you know, it's funny because that's really not on God's top priority list. Why? Because if, if you have a deeper, fuller, more meaningful relationship with God, you're walking with God and you're focused on purity in that relationship, guess what is going to happen in every other relationship? Guess what is going to happen in everything else you do? Huh. 
And, and so what we got to stop doing in the church is stop making, you know, sexual purity at the top of the top of the top. Well, you better be sexually pure because God is going to judge the sexually impure and the immoral. God is going to judge a lot of different things in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. But you know what God cares about most is if your heart is after him. David was one of the most sexually impure people in the Bible. Yes, he was. Come on, somebody. And guess what? God said he's a man after my own heart. Why? Because David stumbled. David was weak, but he always chased after God. And his heart, he didn't want to be that person. But he found himself struggling. He found himself weakened by the flesh. And David said, you know what, man, I don't want this. God, I want you. And that's the heart that God is after. That's what God is looking for. He's not looking for you to try to be the best husband you can be. He's not looking for you to try to be the best church leader, the best soccer dad. He's not looking for you to try to be the best basketball coach, you know, the best uh, a neighborhood dad that everybody looks up to. He's not looking for you to try to be the, the guy at work that everybody says has got it all. And they want to come pray with you because you're a real Christian man. You know what? Matter of fact, I'm going to challenge you to do this. And, and some people are going to disagree with me, but I'm going to say this anyway. Stop trying to be a Christian man and start trying to be a man of God because that's the highest aim. And when I discovered that, it changed everything. You say, Pastor B, how'd you get free from porn? Listen, man, I gave my life over to God. And I'm not saying I, I walked perfectly. I don't walk perfectly every day all the time my thoughts are always perfect my intentions are always perfect my attitude not always perfect but i will say this i turn back around and i get right with god because the bible says the righteous man okay whoa 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 wait whoa whoa a righteous man okay falls seven times and gets back up did you hear what i said it didn't say a sinner. It didn't say an ungodly man. It didn't say an evil, nasty, disgusting, wretched man falls down seven times and gets back up. It said a righteous man falls down seven times. If the righteous fall seven times, which is a metaphor, really, it's not seven, the number seven. It's more about you're going to keep falling and keep stumbling. But guess what? Getting back up and seeking after God shows that you have a heart after God. So that's really what it's about. Having a heart after God. Because guess what? When your heart changes, everything else is going to change. If my heart is after pornography, yeah, I'm going to struggle with porn all my whole life. If my heart is after God, you know what? I'm going to get free. And it may not be today and it may not be tomorrow, but as I seek God, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to have less and less of a desire for porn, which displeases God. That's what it's about. And so I want to encourage you, man, man of God. Seek God. I want to encourage you church leaders out there. Yo, listen, start, start talking to these men with some real talk and start telling them. Yeah, I know. 
You messed up, and you might mess up tomorrow and mess up again, mess up again. And listen, I'm not going to try to give you tips and tricks and strategies, but you know what I'm going to do? I want to invite you in to learn more about Jesus. You know, we we keep trying to teach you on porn so much. Listen, I, I don't focus on porn. I focus on righteousness. Did you hear what I said? As a preacher, the teacher, I'm not focusing all about porn. I'm focusing on what does the Bible say about how I'm called to give my life to God. That's what matters. So I want to encourage you, man. Focus on giving everything to God, living yourself, living your life as a living sacrifice and getting free. And you're going to see. That struggling with sexual temptation, struggling with pornography becomes less of an issue. And then you're going to have new levels and new battles to fight. But God will give you the victory. All right, y'all. So I'll wrap it up with that. I'll wrap up this episode and uh, just let you know, man, there's going to be a part two to this. So stay tuned for part two. Uh, But, yo, I I just want to kind of end on that note. God will give you the victory over all your troubles and all your struggles and seek God. Uh, Don't seek victory for the sake of victory. I love y'all. God bless y'all, man. Thank you for joining me on the Project Real podcast. You know, this is a subject that was near and dear to my heart. But if there's something else that you feel is near and dear to your heart and you want me to talk about it, want me to share, give some real talk on it, I would be glad to. So show your boy some love. Drop a comment below. Let me know if you agree, disagree, like, dislike, whatever. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share. And uh, I'll catch you next time on the. Project Real Podcast. Holler at your boy.